0: Everybody, welcome to QuackCast, your DuckTales podcast for news, reviews, and hopefully interviews. I'm Derek.
1: And I'm Jason.
0: Hey Jason, how are you? I'm doing well, buddy. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm excited that this is happening. I'm excited that DuckTales is back. And on top of all that, I'm excited to be doing a podcast with you, buddy. And uh, the fact that it is about a show both near and dear to our hearts uh, makes it all the better.
1: Yes, absolutely, man. This is... Uh this like my childhood all over again
0: it's very much just revisiting childhood all over again yeah that's exactly how I felt watching it uh, 24 times on Saturday no I, d- <laughs> yeah, I did watch it 24 times I did I did watch it a couple of times and tuned in uh, over and over again when it premiered on Disney XD this past weekend they did do a 24-hour marathon of the premiere and I couldn't think of a better way to spend Saturday uh, than not watching the news. And instead of watching uh this particular program back in our lives, uh quick aside, I guess, about us, tell you why we're here, why we're doing this. Uh I don't know. Uh we, we love ducktails. I think that's the best way to sue it. I'd say sum it up. I've been watching DuckTales since I was a kid. I think our log line of the podcast is if podcasts had been around in nineteen eighty seven, we probably would have been doing this then. However, I would have been uh, three. I don't know how old you would have been, Jason. <laughs> I would
1: have been a little little older. A little older than so, that, but uh, definitely yeah. would have been there for it.
0: Probably would have been entertaining. Can't really say. You know, a three-year-old and a five-year-old doing podcasts in 1987. Sounds like a SNL sketch. But hey, anyway, yeah, so... it's just
1: another day on the playground, man.
0: That's it. Uh, my familiarity with DuckTales, uh, I am through and through a huge nostalgic fan and my favorite pastime growing up was going to the video rental store which kids that's that that's a very outdated sentence uh so my favorite thing to do on friday afternoon out of school was go to we had local places we had blockbuster but we had local places too and i would rent volumes of ducktales on vhs Uh, to take home and and then that's how i grew up loving it of course i watched it i watched the disney afternoon i had the nes game yeah uh ducktales one and two nes games and uh have am now you know at the at the ripe old age of 32 i have a six-year-old daughter myself who is obsessed with the original series as well as treasure of the lost lamp and now get to share this new show with her. What about you, Jason? What's your background with the show?
1: Uh it's pretty similar to yours. Um, although I don't remember going to um, actually rent um, uh, the the videos. Um, I usually caught it on like what, the, what whatever the Disney Channel was back then. It's hard for me to remember yeah. exactly what um, what channel that was, but I just remember them always showing like strings of episodes like back to back to back, and I would just sit there and watch them. Um, and then of course uh, we had mentioned the uh, the Treasure of Lost Lamp. That was a movie that like I just watched over and over and over as a kid. I just loved it so much. There's just so much good stuff in there. And uh, you know, speaking of kids, my my kids hadn't had too much of uh, exposure to the Ducktales. Of course they're Disney everything, but uh, they had never really seen the Ducktales. And so with this show coming up, I was like, you know, I really need to show them. Uh, that movie man does that thing hold up and the kids they they just loved it they that's all they wanted to do um was watch that movie like over and over i think we probably watched it like five times or six times over the weekend it's just like you know being like 10 years old all all over again watching that thing
0: i have very vivid memories of sitting in the theater going to see i had a i had a, a theatrical somebody my dad knew at the movie theater got me the theatrical Treasure of the Lost Lamp poster and had that up on my wall as a kid. I had the toys and I had all the, uh, the, the Kellogg. I can remember Kellogg had a, had a thing where you could get Disney afternoon figures and they had an uncle Scrooge figure. Um, I had, uh, several of the other little PVC figures. Mm -hmm. Uh, one of the shining crowns in my, uh, in my toy collection on the shelf back here is a, uh, Kellogg Gizmo Duck figure oh, that I still man. have set up uh that I absolutely love Gizmo Duck was my jam yes uh back in the old days and I have a feeling when he makes the rounds here in the new show uh will be my jam yet again um a little bit about us I guess uh we uh I I have hosted a number of podcasts over the years and that somehow makes me, <laughs> not really, but somehow gets me into the spot here to talk DuckTales, uh, I've done shows for Smallville, Heroes, Terminator the Sarah Connor Chronicles, Supergirl The Flash, coming up on Krypton, um, and while all those are fun, none of them quite match the excitement or give me the smile on my face that I had Saturday watching this new show or getting excited about doing this podcast uh, with you, Jason. What about you?
1: Um, well, I just listened to all those shows that you just mentioned.
0: <laughs> oh, well, this must be this must be awkward for you. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, but that's
1: okay. You know, I've uh, probably spent the last gosh, probably ten or fifteen years listening to shows, and we've become friends since then. And so, um, it's kind of nice to be on the other side of it. Um, it's a it's an honor and uh I'm really excited. I'm really excited about this uh the show we got going on here.
0: I'm excited as well. Quick uh housekeeping stuff just to get you up to speed what we're about with Quackcast. We will be exclusively for now covering uh DuckTales 2017 on Disney XD. No plans right now to revisit the original series or the film, although who knows what will happen when the time for hiatus comes and we're scratching that itch for more DuckTales. Uh, there's a plethora of things to discuss in this universe, uh, with even with Darkwing Duck, with a number of other things. Right now our main focus is this new show, which had its one-hour premiere this past weekend on Disney XD uh, with uh, the first two episodes uh, aptly titled Woo! Woo! It doesn't work unless you do the whole thing, I guess. So, (laughs) um, Obviously, that uh, is what has kicked us off and will be all that we're left with until the end of September, more than a month away until the series actually gets its real start on September 23rd with Episode 2, Day Trip of Doom, and I think Episode 3, The Great Dime Chase, uh, both airing on September 23rd as we get into this series proper. This show has got an all-star cast. And when you say all-star, we mean all-star. Uh, David Tennant is Uncle Scrooge, Danny Pewty is Huey, Ben Schwartz is Dewey, Bobby Moynihan as Louie, Beck Bennett as Launchpad McQuack. Just so many names that uh, if you're into TV, if you're into comedy, you've known these all these years. Obviously David Tennant most famous for playing Doctor Who for several seasons on that show. Danny as Abed on Community. Uh, ben Schwartz was uh, John Ralphio on uh, Parks and Recreation. And uh, Bobby Moynihan and Beck Bennett, both big on uh, Saturday Night Live, respectively. Yeah. So they've really pulled out all the stops uh, for this show in updating it in terms of uh, voice character, uh, character voice actors, excuse me, and just the level of attentiveness that they've given this show a lot of the animation they have matched to look like the old uncle Scrooge comics from way back when uh even going as far as using a lot of dialogue from panels from those comics as well and there's specifically some some Scrooge lines like I've made my dime you know being smarter than the smarties and that's actually pulled directly from the pages of the old Uh, Scrooge McDuck comics so really neat to see how everything has come around again for the show Uh, as I said Saturday obviously not bringing politics in this it was not the best news day in America and it was cool to just see the outpouring of love for the show on social media on Twitter on Facebook on Instagram people who are discovering it and thinking oh yeah well this is this will remind me my childhood this will be good and then by the end of it they were just captivated by so many elements uh storytelling uh, first and foremost uh this show to me this pilot was as (laughs) it was was as gripping as anything else on tv right now i i automatically you know there's a little bit of uh nostalgia there you care about these characters already because you grew up watching them but because they gave everybody a new dynamic everybody's kind of got their own personality you know the triplets really were just kind of one personality right Exactly. uh, the original show everybody's got their own now and there was just so many moving elements to this uh and updated for the times while at the same time though and this is a, a big gripe i have with cartoons nowadays i don't watch a whole lot but they're always trying to throw stuff in for the adults that could be considered inappropriate or innuendo right uh, but over the kids head mm-hmm. and there was none of that in this show
1: oh no but you know what they didn't they didn't dumb it down either you know it wasn't really no. um it wasn't just geared towards kids it was really really smart humor Um, Absolutely. And I I think some of that, you know, we were talking about um, earlier about the, you know, all the the, all the heavy hitters in the cast. And um, I was looking over some of the writers for these this first episode and they they pulled a couple from the office, actually. Um, So, you know, if if you have really smart, funny writers that were writing on the office and then now they're going to take this, um, uh, you know, I don't know how consistent the writers will be from episode to episode, but it's definitely going to show through, I think um, because they're not, they're not dumbing this thing down for kids.
0: I was genuinely surprised how many times I had started counting how many times I laughed out loud. Usually if I take my daughter to see a movie nowadays, that's geared toward her, I might get a couple of laughs in and their chuckles that I know were directed toward me, right. toward you know, being older and I was laughing as much as my kid, if not more, during this. I mean, every time we'll, we'll get through this in the review in just a second. But every time Launchpad popped in with "I'm a pilot," like yeah, I just right. like I died. Yeah, there were so many good moments. The um, the <laughs> the headless horseman. I mean, just <laughs> the 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 garden uh, hose of destiny. There was so many great. Things in the show that were just genuinely funny. Not only dialogue, but just comedic timing from these brilliant voice actors. Right.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. And, uh, and you had mentioned it before, too, about, um, you know, the triplets uh, before in the, in the older series of them just kind of being one voice. And um, the fact that each one of them has their own personality... And then just kind of getting to know them um, as the episodes go go along to just kind of, I think it's going to be a lot of fun just to give them each, you know, their own personality. And, and uh, I think that's going to add a little bit more to the
0: show. I really loved how Huey... Um... Was kind of our callback to the original show. He was very by the books. He was very well. The junior woodchuck, you know, like right, he, right. he he he's wearing that. He's the only he one with the wearing hat. hat. Yeah, like only he hat. was. He was our tether back. Right. Whereas you know, very much Louie and Dewey were their were their own thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Huey got some great lines in too. That's not to discredit that character at all. But I really enjoyed him kind of being our our line to the past. Whereas you know, Louie is now just as Webby pins him as the evil triplet. And, <laughs> and Dewey, Dewey's very brave, but also very conniving. I mean, he's, we right. see him tying, you know, trying to hotwire the boat at the beginning, trying to take uh, uh, Donald's boat out for a spin as he goes to the job interview. So very much their own kind of dynamic between the three of them as triplets, but also... Uh, their individual identity was really well done also webby uh oh, yeah. who is just crazy absolutely crazy she's just right. and I, she was all over the place and i absolutely loved it i laughed out loud at the you know are we friends now if we say it, yes will you let us live you know right. all of that were so many great moments um let's do the review let's talk about the episode proper a little bit and some of the stuff that we saw that made us Get excited, jump out, jump up and down, et cetera. There was a lot. Um, oh, obviously, within the first five minutes of the episode, you get uh, undeniable proof that Cape Suzette from Tailspin, Spoonerville from Goof Troop, and St. Kennard from Darkwing Duck all exist in this universe.
1: Right. Uh, obviously, yeah.
0: we knew Darkwing Duck was going to come around because of the comic con trailer back in july in san diego Mm -hmm. and that was huge i mean you and i were freaking out about that just over text trying trying to find a picture trying to find some evidence of something because i loved that show too growing up i had all the action figures and i always wanted a crossover to happen but you know they said years later they're like well that's kind of like an alternate universe launchpad is not the same launchpad from ducktales and i was like no nope, i don't agree with any of that this yeah. is the same universe oh yeah
1: absolutely
0: scrooge retired and launchpad went to work for darkwing duck that's the only thing that that the only thing that makes sense but yeah obviously throwing in goof troop uh there as well is a big deal we kind of get a nod to goof troop later when donald's waiting for his job interview with the girl that's sitting next to him kind of looks like roxanne from a goofy movie oh yeah that's uh, right yep
1: i noticed that
0: a little bit too And Cape Suzette, I mean, tailspin, that's real inside. I mean, St. Kennard's one you might get off the bat, but uh, that was pretty cool to me. We opened, of course, with the triplets trying to get Donald ready for his big job interview. We don't know anything about it. They uh, throw away his classic sailor uniform that we're all used to seeing and tell him that he can't dress for the job he has. He has to dress for the job that he wants. Uh, they, Huey is burning breakfast, uh, right. as Louie is trying to get him dressed. Dewey is nowhere to be seen at this point. We don't know what Dewey's up to, but <clears throat> obviously things are not going well. The babysitter has not shown up yet. And that may have something to do with the fact that Huey and Louie gave her a different address to go to and she's in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> <laughs> which is, which was my first real laugh out loud moment. Right. Uh, in the episode. I was already smiling ear to ear just hearing Donald scream and and all this stuff. Also, the life preservers going on for Huey and uh, Louie having to wear them while he was gone. Right. Got a big kick. But as he realizes it's time for him to go, he's got to get to work. He's got to get to this interview. He realizes Dewey is nowhere to be found as the boat tries to crank up. And he finds Dewey who is piloting Uh, you know, setting sail for uh, Cape Suzette until Donald finds him (laughs) and uh, throws them all three in the car and realizes that he's going to have to call in the ultimate favor. And that is to his uncle Scrooge, uh, a man that the, the triplets do not know. They do not know that they are related to him. And I think that's a good place to get into a little duck family history. Uh, obviously if you read any of the comics when you were younger if you know anything the Donald Duck family tree is extensive obviously you have the three triplets that are the mother their mother is Della Duck who is Donald's sister and Donald and Della are nephew and niece to Scrooge McDuck um, and uh, or uh, because Scrooge's sister Hortense is Donald and Della's mother mother so like the fact that the family tree goes this deep is it just cracks me up but it's it's all original and uh, and then they pulled in deep from history uh the disney archives on this stuff um when we meet scrooge though for the first time he is at the money bin he's not a happy man i love that there are literal Literally vultures, right? uh, Telling him what he can't do with his money anymore. (laughs) They they have taken off of, uh, they've taken away um, historical research. They've taken away deep sea expedition. They've taken away experimental tech. And even though this is a new show, it also kind of felt like a continuation of the old because it's like those days are behind Scrooge. Right? He's not doing. He's not the adventurer. That he once was, and it's not until these kids come into his life, a la Donald, bringing right. them bringing them into his life, that they he gets thrust back into uh, a little bit of his youth and a little bit of his drive, because that's something something that this is doing different from the original series is scrooge is driven by adventure and and you know in the old show he was driven by money essentially. right yeah he, just money. Um, he wasn't a jerk or anything i mean he was grumpy but he you know it wasn't you know he wasn't greedy to the point of hating the kids or anything like that it's just that this one is driven by he's a thrill seeker and that's what brings this out in him um how did you feel about donald and uh Scrooge's dynamic a little bit there when they first meet in the driveway.
1: Oh my gosh, that was so it was so great when he said, "I see you're you know I see you're still a trillionaire," and that peacock just kind of like flies up. I just yeah, lost yeah. it, man. It was <laughs> just like that was such that was such a great back and forth. And then with the with the triplets being in the car, like Uncle Scrooge, you know they're like yeah. flipping out, you know. And you're so old, <laughs> you know, those were, that was a really, a uh, really great moment. And it really kind of, um, uh, it, it set the tone kind of for the, the relationship between the two of them, because I don't really, I mean, really have to refresh my memory, but I don't remember a whole lot of Scrooge and Donald interaction in the Donald in came the around
0: a few times in the original series, but not much. No. Um, so, you know, that having him as a big part of the show, is cool uh, that he doesn't just leave the the kids in the stead of Scrooge, that he's actually a part of it. And as we see at the end of the episode, not to jump too far ahead, but obviously the houseboat does not fare so well. So (laughs) all of them have to end up moving in with Scrooge. Uh, The first time we do see Scrooge, though, with the vultures, you can see in the newspaper the headline of Snowstorm on the Drake Barrier Reef. So even before Launchpad mentions it in the car, in the limousine as he drives uh, Scrooge home, we do know that there's a driving force behind the story. Launchpad also mentions the Drake Barrier Reef Mm -hmm. snow, which is the catalyst that sets off uh, our adventure in this episode. For the lost city of Atlantis, but mm-hmm. it's the kids that have to bring that out in Scrooge. Obviously, they, they're like, you used to be a big deal. What right. happened? It's like, used yeah. to be. And again, I have to just give credit where credit is due to not only the writing, but also David Tennant uh, was an inspired choice for bringing Scrooge McDuck back to life uh, after so many years.
1: Right. Yeah. And, you know, it was, I really thought I was going to have a hard time with that because it just that voice of Scrooge McDuck is just like kind of ingrained in in my head. Um, But, uh, you know, it, it it just like, it was a little jarring at first when I first heard it, but after a while, it just kind of like, he had so much of the same kind of personality. Um, You know, there, there was such a through line to that character that uh, from, from the, you know, the previous episodes, I I just think that um, he was able to capture, you know, kind of the essence of the character and and keep it true. Um, So that it also, you didn't, you didn't notice the voice as much.
0: Um, Yeah.
1: Another thing that I noticed in in my, it could just have been the way um, that they showed it, but did the money bin look a little lower to you in terms of like the amount of like money in there? And so it's like. Yeah, it
0: looked, it looked lower and obviously it was, it was very dismal. You're, you're used to the money bin being very bright, very colorful, um, that was his source of always happiness, to go swimming. And obviously it was very dark. It was like everything had been shut down. He's not doing as much there anymore. He's not swimming in He only gets money out to play with while the vultures tell him what he can't do with his money, and he throws it back into the money bin. So, yeah, it was very a very different... It was almost a little heartbreaking to see it so dismal. Uh, and And obviously when the time does come in the episode that he... Uh, does you know duck dive straight into it and and goes for a swim? I was appla- I was cheering. I was it made me happy to see that happen again. Oh, absolutely! Uh, yeah, it's it, what
1: you wanted to see from the the start. You know, you wanted to see that first swim
0: in, in the money bin. Obviously, uh, Donald and 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 Scrooge talking in the driveway. It sounded like to me that Donald knew Mrs. Beakley. Um, and I got the same kind of interpretation from Scrooge and Mrs. Beakley's uh, tete-a-tete between each other. Right. Obviously, I think that she may have been a part of their little group at one point, whether or not she was an adventurer with them or what. I mean, she's she's kind of the strong arm uh, of the show now, whereas uh, Launchpad was a little bit more in the original series. Mm-hmm. He's a tad bit more dim-winted now, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which right. is saying something. He, but he's still lovable and jolly, but I I kind of liked the rapport that Scrooge had with Beakley, and uh, I think Donald was in on a little bit of that as well. Yeah. I did I notice, th- go ahead.
1: Oh, no, I was just thinking that, yeah, because um, Donald was trying to go around Scrooge. He didn't want to deal directly with him. I think yeah, he was, he was yeah. trying to deal uh, with Mrs. Beakley directly. He was like, trying to get if out If we of can there. just sneak the kids in before he notices yeah. and I can get out and... And I'll be back before Scrooge finds out.
0: Well, I noticed, I noticed too, and this, this is almost depressing. Obviously the end of the episode is we end on a huge cliffhanger and we'll get there. And it was a little Mm -hmm. depressing, but, but Donald was emphasizing when they were shouting back and forth at each other, he says, Mrs. Beakley said, you could watch the kids. Do you think you could do that without losing them? And I'm like, who else did you lose? Scrooge, did you misplace right. somebody else? Did you lose somebody else? Is that why there is bad blood between you and Donald? What what set the rift off between you two? Right, yeah, that doesn't have anything something bigger. Yeah, and does it have anything to do with the the triplets' mom? We'll find uh-huh. out as this series goes forward. Um, we do see, speaking of family, though, once uh, Scrooge is sitting at the table across from the triplets. Uh, we do see a portrait of Scrooge's parents uh, across the table, uh, that being uh, Fergus and, and Donnie, Duck. Um, and there's even a little sad little piano note when it reveals their portrait. Mm. If It's just, just kind of depressing. But Scrooge is tired of uh, the kids. He's tired of being asked all these questions. So he locks them up in a room with a bag of marbles. You know, as you do with children right. in this day and age, <laughs> and you have to give them back. Yeah, yeah, and because he, he's, he's, he's counted, counted them. them all.
1: Yeah, he's counted uh-huh. them all.
0: And I love resourceful Dewey, never to be done in by a locked door. Has a plan to get out that involves the marbles. That just involves beating the crap out of the doorknob with the marbles until it finally comes off the hinges. Right, <laughs> is the only way that it works. Another little kind of sad scene. If you'll know, and I noticed a lot of the portraits of Scrooge in, in in his home are original. I mean, they're they're straight panel for panel replacements from the old comics. But as he's going through, I mean, it's just it's all kind of in disarray. There's torn up paper, newspaper, everything's got cobwebs over it. He just doesn't really have that drive anymore and it kind of got left behind with age. Um, In the midst of all this, we do meet Webby for the first time, who is the granddaughter of Mrs. Beakley and uh, is as much a staple of the house as she is. And she kidnaps the triplets and torments them (laughs) into letting her and letting them be her friend or letting her be their friend, I guess. Um, another thing that she really has is she's driven by adventure much like Scrooge and Donald are as well, but she's never had the courage to do certain things. You know, I loved the metaphor of I'm going to go eat a hamburger.
1: hamburger, Yeah. The
0: hamburger. Yeah. When that finally happens, but she has a great, uh, you and I watched Smallville for a number of years. She's got a great wall of weird. Oh yeah. uh, Yeah. In her room that, uh, kind of chronicles a lot of things with, uh, the, with the ducks family. And if you freeze frame on it, there's so much stuff you can catch, uh, that she string theories one off of the other to, to connect together for the show. And it's a whole lot of fun to go through and watch some of that stuff. And I, you'll see a lot of those things come to fruition as my, uh, is my feeling on the matter as the series moves forward. Um, but oh, she right. makes Huey Dewey and Louie a a permanent fixture on the wall.
1: And I love that what they're doing with with Webby. They're not turning her into kind of like the little the little sister kind of thing that they had to you know, they have to look after and she's just really cute and all she wants is an elephant from the from the genie. You know, she's yeah. she's got some spunk to her and she's got some drive yeah. to her and I think she's gonna have they're gonna give her a lot more to do than just you know, stand there and be cute, which I really, really appreciate.
0: Well, I mean, she's got uh, questions about alternate timelines oh, yeah. and like all this stuff on this wall. Like she, she's gone really in depth with her conspiracy theory ways. She's she's very much the Chloe Sullivan of this of this show. Um, oh, yeah. And she seems but, to be
1: very well read at what, you know, what Scrooge has in his in his garage, as we find out later. Um, and she knows what all this stuff is already.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of that has to do with her placement in looking up to these individuals that she's heard stories about, but she's never actually seen them do any of these things because it was well before her time. Mm-hmm. You know, she's the one that reveals to the triplets that Donald was Scrooge's sidekick, and that and that's when they're like, "No, you're lying, obviously, because there's no way." That Scrooge McDuck, that Donald Duck, was ever an adventurer, and then we see, you know, one of the greatest setups of the whole episode. Webby's like, uh, Donald Duck's one of the greatest adventurers that ever lived, and then we we smash cut to Donald. (laughs) Uh, not being able to operate a stapler at the, at the job interview and just losing it in typical Donald duck fashion, just going absolutely berserk over it. Right. Um, And and one of the funniest parts of the episode to me, just that Donald ducks, one of the greatest adventures that ever lived. Click, 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 you know, just the total losing it, uh, as he does. Um, (laughs) You can't, yeah,
1: you can't have a a Donald duck, um, without, a Donald Duck tantrum. Like it just yeah. you have to have him lose it at least once.
0: And as the kids have snuck out, uh uh Dewey overhears Scrooge say the family's nothing but trouble. And and that obviously hurts his feelings a little bit. He doesn't want anything to do with Scrooge anymore. The kids end up finding themselves in the garage where you can see a plethora of callbacks to the original series for everything from uh, robot head to the treasure of the lost lamp, and there. there's so many little things that they worked in. This is that that Louis is uh, tagging for himself that he wants <laughs> with post-it notes. notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. We do see the portrait of Donald and uh, Scrooge that makes a huge uh, impact at the end of the episode. The, the torn painting of the two of them together on a pirate ship. And we find out that this, while this historic room seems to be of great uh, importance to the manor, it's really just the garage.
1: <laughs> right. It's like he's just got so much stuff that like he doesn't even... You're like, in, this is the stuff that he doesn't really care about. And he's just yeah. going to put you're it in the, the garage.
0: You're in the garage. Um, you mean the garage? That's when we get the uh, Garden Hose of Destiny and the... Papers of Montezuma and all the all those things Webby was trying to come up with, and then when she finally is like, oh no, this is this is actually the garage, isn't it? Um but unfortunately they do release a little evil into the world. They've uh we had the um uh the pirate uh that they that was already dead that the Deus Ex Caliber (laughs) could not kill uh because he was already dead, that wanted the head of Scrooge McDuck, who got his head. Uh, a fake head that then became the head of the... <laughs> the horse. <laughs> yeah, the horse, which was fantastic. But we also let out... We banged the gong three times, which lets out the gold-seeking dragon. Which a gold-seeking dragon sounds cool, unless you've got all the gold in Duckburg, as Scrooge does. So he immediately beelines for the money bin with Scrooge in tow. How are the kids going to get there? Well, Launchpad's a pilot. So... And not a good one, right? (laughs) Not a good pilot at all. I'm a pilot, but yeah, I'm a pilot. (laughs) Um, that obviously sets them in tow to head to the money bin, retrieve Scrooge, stop the dragon, which they do with another artifact from the great garage of artifacts. And, uh, of course, Launchpad ends up crashing the plane in the process. But Scrooge doesn't care because Scrooge is so happy to have had a little bit of excitement, a little bit of action again, as he hasn't had any in so long. Which, it's just stellar writing. I'm sorry. Just the fact that we're used to a Scrooge McDuck that was so driven for you know five seasons when we were kids watching that, and to see him having grown old and not had any excitement in so many years uh, really made it fun to watch the show.
1: Yeah, it definitely kind of changed uh, the the dynamic in a positive way. I think instead of it just being about the money and it it really he just he he wants to have an adventure with these kids. They're not like a bother yeah. that are getting in the way um, of his you know of his fame and fortune. Like he's already been there and done that, and I think he just he craves that excitement. And I think you know these these uh, these young young ducks uh, have made him feel young again.
0: And uh, as Launchpad said, family really is the greatest of... Oh, no, the ground. <laughs> crashes the plane. Um, so this kind of ends our, our first episode uh, of the premiere, the first half of the episode, rather, however you want to call it, um, as we find out that Donald is actually working for Glomgold. That is who he has uh, interviewed with
1: <laughs> Which, pulling, you know, I mean, I, maybe my uh, my memory isn't as good as it used to be, but I feel like that's kind of like a big pull all of a sudden. You know what I mean? Like, they're just going to go right for it, Glomgold.
0: Flintheart Flint was one of my favorite villains from the original show. I think everybody always goes to Magica. Yeah. But I always loved Glomgold. I loved because it's kind of like the evil Scrooge almost. I mean, right. it's the, it, it's his anti, it's his, you know, doppelganger almost. Right. And to see them go, you know, even Donald has a line. Scrooge says, you know, I can't believe you're working for my, my greatest enemy. And Donald's like, I can't keep up with all your greatest enemies. You have so many of them. Right. Right. Um, the Glomgold's did like, love, I'm a
1: real Scott. I wear a kilt.
0: <laughs> I wear a kilt. McDock. Um, I do love the opening Glomgold uh, job. Human Resources video uh, that Donald was made to sit through uh, that pretty much just spells out his hatred for Scrooge McDuck in the video, if nothing else. Um, But he is putting together a team to also head to Atlantis, which is where Scrooge and the triplets are now headed with Launchpad to try and uh, get there. Now that the uh, Drake Barrier Reef has had snow on it and uh, they end up racing each other to get there through some hilarious situations uh that we don't really get to see you know Louie doesn't like the uh or dewey excuse me doesn't like the the 16 hour path that they're taking so he makes his own path right. which leads to some great uh comedy but also some terrible outcome um for Everybody on board, even to the point that they can't go to the bathroom because one of the sea creatures from the Black Lagoon is locked in the uh, is locked in the bathroom there of the submarine that Launchpad is piloting. What what was the line? How oh, I've forgotten it, that Launchpad says, Scrooge says, have you ever piloted a submarine before? And he's like, I crashed a helicopter into a lake. <laughs> and yeah. Is that, that close enough? And Scrooge is like, I've done more with less. Right. but um, they reach atlantis obviously and from here on out it's pretty much a great adventure story uh donald is there as well working for Glomgold. he's trying to keep them safe uh as he notices that scrooge and the triplets are there as well right through the laser grid and all the other different obstacles that they go through. This is a moment in the show where I've got to really speak highly of composer Dominic Lewis's score. Uh, That was some, some amazing. And I I don't want to discredit the fact that it was done for a cartoon because cartoons are important, but the element of surprise, the element of adventure, uh everything that the comedic moments that he beats that he put into his score were phenomenal uh and and i hope we get an actual proper score release for this show to appreciate it even more so because the score was as much a character in this show to me as anybody else was
1: oh absolutely yeah especially when you have that when uh not to skip ahead too much with but donald with the the shield covering up the flames and everything.
0: Yes. It was yes. just perfect. When we get to the uh, grand reveal that, that Glomgold has reached Atlantis with Scrooge and they're in the, I guess you'd call it the Atlantis money bin with all the coinage. Uh, you realize, of course, by this point, Atlantis has been turned upside down and what's on the floor should be on the ceiling and et cetera. But that doesn't matter for Glomgold, because he got what he thinks he came for, the Great Jewel. And he's going to leave everybody, including Donald and his other employees, uh, minions, but bad guys, henchmen. Henchmen. We'll go with henchmen. Yeah, yeah henchmen. Uh, he's going to kill them all. <laughs> he's going to blow up Atlantis, um, which are some great stakes for for DuckTales. But that's DuckTales 2017 for you. Yeah. Obviously, everybody escapes. Uh, they take, I assume they take the other henchmen back with them and yeah, another yeah. 16 hour ride back to Duckburg.
1: Right. They ask if they, there's room in there for them. Like, Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Come on. And, uh, everybody gets back home safely. Uh, and we find that, uh, Glomkold is holding a press conference for the, uh, jewel he found, boat blows up, and we find out that, that Donald and the kids will be now living with Uncle Scrooge, is the fact that back in the garage, uh, as they're packing things in, Dewey folds the painting back that's ripped and reveals Della Duck, his mother, to the great uh, surprise with a mom and credits. And that's your... Premiere of Ducktales on Disney XT. Jason. I talk too much. You tell us what you loved about. It.
1: Um, you know, you really kind of took all the words out of my mouth there, buddy. Uh, you know, there was a <laughs> there was a few moments uh, there when they were, um, they were at Atlant- Atlantis, and I can't remember which, uh, which triplet was uh was disappointed. Um, I think it was Dewey was disappointed because the the, buzz, yeah, the buzz kill yeah, the, buzz yeah, the, the, buzz were on, the were on the ceiling, and he wanted yeah. to, you know, yeah, that yeah. was Dewey. He wanted a, a, an opportunity to to get through them, and and of course the the instance of him trying to get across the bridge with the laser beams, and each laser beam uh, was triggering the um, the flames to come up, and and Donald is trying to 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 save him from the flames, so he's running from from uh, you know flame to flame with the shield, trying to keep it from. From burning him up, and uh, just little things like that, man. It's just it was it was so smart, and um, and honestly, it it felt more like a, a like a TV movie than it did um, a couple of episodes. And I don't I don't say that too much about um, uh, television, like episodic um, uh, with seasons and things, where they kind of cram to. Um, Two episodes together to make a long one. Like they never really feel like movies uh, to me in that sense. It just seems like really long episodes. But this really uh, felt like a movie to me, um, and I I just loved it. Yeah. I mean, it was just like you just fall in love with it all over again.
0: What did you What do you think about Della? What do you think that reveal is going to mean for the show? Knowing that she was as much an adventurer and sidekick alongside Donald with Scrooge, um, and that we get to find out some of her backstory yeah you. you know
1: and i feel like again you know my memory is a little foggy and but i don't really think they got into that too much um uh previously um uh, on the show and so and i and i think it's yeah. also gonna be um uh, a nice inspiration for for webby um to see you know uh, a you know kind of a strong female adventurer, which I feel like she wants to be, but since she's never really been on an, an adventure yet, well, I, I mean, I guess she has now. But you know, um, I, I think that's going to make that character um, even stronger um, to have you know to hear the stories and, and find out like kind of the the mystery behind.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think I, I think I think Miss Beakley's also very oh, strong. Yeah female yep. character too though. I, I I still wonder if she was in this as well, uh, with Donald and Scrooge at one point. I feel like there's some camaraderie there that they knew each other previously and that she came along to help him after he gave up adventuring. So uh we'll see. I'd like I'm anxious to see her as much a part of the storyline and the adventures as Launchpad or anybody else uh coming down the pipeline of which they're like we said in the beginning, they are pulling deep, obviously, um Gizmo Duck will be showing up uh at some point, voiced by Lynn Manuel Miranda of Hamilton nice. fame, uh which is a big deal. We've got Jim Rash coming in from community, another community yet played Dean Pelton on that show uh I believe he's playing gyro Gearloose. Yep. uh so, so um, there's just so many characters that you have to think about were used in uh the original five seasons of the show that they're gonna pull from in this, not to mention the comic book mm-hmm. history. Um, so I I'm really excited to see what comes. Obviously now, the great thing is we finally got to watch it. We got to watch it for twenty four hours. It's free on YouTube. It's on iTunes now. You can buy a whole season pass. But now we gotta right. wait a month. You know, now it's now it's the end of September before we're really gonna get into uh the series proper and find out what some of the twists and turns are going to hold for us as we meet familiar villains and hopefully some new characters as well. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So we're online, ducktailspodcast.com. That's where you can find us. You can email us uh, quack podcast at gmail.com. And we are on Twitter and on Facebook at Quackcast And, uh, If you enjoyed this, head over to iTunes, leave us a rating and a review. We'd really appreciate it. That's the best way uh, you can help us get more exposure, uh, let more people start listening to this, and hopefully we'll be able to provide you guys with some great content as we move forward. Uh, Kind of a loosely structured episode, this one, as we get started. Just to show you what we're about and kind of what we're hoping to accomplish um as we move forward if you've got ideas if you've got questions be sure to email or tweet those to us and we'll be happy to read them on the air um also want to try to open this up to some fan discussion moving forward if you want to record something uh of yourself and send it in we're all about it we're uh this is a fan community there are other great ducktails podcasts out there uh obviously and, and we're we want you to give those a shot as well um back to the money bin is one that is uh, reached out to us and, and I'm excited to hear what they have to say about the show. That's a father daughter team uh, that I think is really cool doing that. I've, I'm hoping to bring uh, my daughter on here at some point. Uh, I think you might want to do the oh. same, Jason. I want to speak for you, but I think that oh, would yeah, be cool. Definitely. I think our our daughters are a tad bit younger than, uh, Ari on, uh, back to the money bin, but, uh, obviously, uh, so many kids are going to love this show. I think it's great. We we turned it off, and my daughter looked at me and said, "Is is this the only one?" And I said, "Yeah, for right now." And she said, "Are they going to do, you know, a few like a bunch of seasons?" And I said, "You know, if people like it." And she said, "Oh, I, I hope people like it." So, I um, <clears throat> I think they're in good hands. I think if if kids enjoyed it as much as we did, uh, hopefully we'll see this for another five seasons or even longer. Uh, moving forward with DuckTales on Disney XD. So tweet us, Facebook, email, uh, DuckTalesPodcast.com, your home on the internet for us. iTunes, rating and reviews, please head over there and do that. We would really appreciate it. Um Jason, thank you for being a part of Thanks, this. Thanks man,
1: I appreciate it. Um I I
0: really can't wait. I promise I won't ramble so on so much in the future and we'll actually have a conversation <laughs> more than me <laughs> asking you questions. I get excited cuz this I don't know, like it's just Saturday was so exciting and it snuck up on me too. It was we got to Thursday and I was like, "Hey, I think it's about to come on." And sure enough, it was 2 days later uh that we were finally watching DuckTales again after all these years and f- watching a fresh updated while still feeling classic version of these characters oh it's hard not to get
1: excited man this is uh this is really cool it's um it's it's, it's what's really exciting is it, i would be somewhat satisfied even with just what we got but just knowing that there's so much more to come it's just got me really excited about uh,
0: this season absolutely hey we will see you guys next time on quack cast i'm derek and i'm jason bye everybody